0: Hey guys, I'm Kiro Shahada, and I'm the founder of Inspired to Dream. And what Inspired to Dream does is give back to the community. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Wednesday Women's Series. This month we have a very special guest, Kiro Shahada from Toronto. Um, he's the founder of the organization Inspired to Dream. This organization uses motivational speaking workshops to inspire future leaders or Troubled teens, for example. The purpose of his organization is to show that your past does not determine your future and you can still achieve your dreams no matter what. On this note, check it out. My name is Kiro Shahana, the founder of Inspired to Dream. Um, I studied in international business, got my diploma from there. Um, but I never really used it in life because I felt like I had a different purpose, a different calling in life. And that calling was uh, creating my organization inspire to dream And uh, the backbone, the mission behind inspire to dream one of our major pillars is love. And how we can share love and life into this world. So for one example, today we're at an event where uh, we decided to feed feed the less fortunate, uh, give them a Christmas lunch, and just give back to the community. So that's one of the many pillars and aspects that Inspired to Dream does, to give back to the community. As well, another avenue for Inspired to Dream, as a public speaker and a life success coach, um, I do a lot of talks in high schools, universities, elementary schools, corporations as big as CIBC, and as small as a non-profit. I do a lot of of speaking engagements I also have a lot of one-on-one clients coaches, which are at-risk youth, as well as as entrepreneurs. Either kids that have lost their way, or entrepreneurs that are trying to take their business to the next level. So I just want to give you a little bit of background on Inspired to Dream and how Inspired to Dream was created. So, um, when I was younger, and I was a youth, I tended to get into a lot of trouble. I got myself into a lot of trouble, and I never had that mentor uh, that was there to guide me, to tell me what was right and what was wrong. Even though I knew what was right and what was wrong, I was still a lost kid, so I never had that mentor there. So one day, I'm sitting in bed, room and I'm thinking to myself, I want to be there for the youth. I want to be that person that wasn't there for me. So it clicked to me. I had a light bulb, too. And I decided I wanted to create this organization that was there for the youth. And it was time to come up with a name. And for so long, I'm thinking about a name, a very positive, impactful name. And one day, I'll never forget. I am sleeping in bed, lying down 3 in the morning, And I said, Kiro, what is it do you want to do? I said, I wanted to inspire people to dream big, and that's when the name clicked, Inspired to Dream. So when I got the name Inspired to Dream, I knew that was the next step. Uh, I knew I had something big in my hands, but I didn't know how it was going to unfold and what I was going to do with it. I'll be completely really honest. Till today, I still don't know what been, like. What my next step is. I just have faith in God. I have faith in my purpose, and I have faith in my vision that God will unfold every step. Of the way for me. But it's been five years now, it's been a long, great journey, and um, give thanks to God, it's been wonderful. So how did things really come about? When I came up with the name, I started digging into certain aspects in life of certain areas. I started, you know, connecting with the YMCA, because I know it dealt a lot with youth. Um, I started connecting with other organizations that had to do with youth. And I just asked them simply to come in uh, for a few minutes, and just share words of wisdom and hope with these uh, with these youth. Um, all it took was for one person to give me that opportunity, and that was the YMCA. They gave me that opportunity. I came in one time to speak to the youth, and for the first time in my life, they listened. So that's when I knew that this was my purpose and this is what I had to work on to make it achievable. So there was a lot of barriers and failures and and obstacles that either were going to break me or allow me to grow bigger and stronger than what I really was. So that's in a nutshell, you know, the theory behind this. Right now we've been operating for five years. Uh, We've been not just locally, but proud to say internationally. As well, we've had Africa, Kenya, Tanzania, the Dominican Republic, Egypt, Bolivia. We've done tours around all these countries, speaking tours in high schools, tours in villages, giving back to the less fortunate, making generous donations, leaving behind hygiene products, Uh, and, and that's just that's what we love to do. So that's one of our many steps of inspiration. So one of our residents couldn't make it with us to join our Merry Christ, uh, Christmas lunch with us today. So we're actually going to take her a plate upstairs to the residents. Follow us. She's going to be on the 28th 109 years old. 108. 108. I need to know her secret. Oh, oh oh! It's Santa Claus! Hello! Oh. How are you? Okay, sweet boy. Yes, Merry Christmas life, sweetheart. Yeah. Can, you, can you hold it? You got it? <laughs> okay, you move back. You move back. Let go of the door. I'll hold this. You hold this with both your hands. No, no, hold this with both your hands. So, when I was a kid, I was at risk. I was getting myself into a lot of trouble. So much trouble to the point that I landed myself in prison for two years. I was incarcerated for two years. And that's when I knew that, you know, life couldn't get any worse. Like I was already wrong and it couldn't get any worse. So, I decided to pick up a Bible because it was the only thing that was going to keep me hope. So, it's funny because it was three months in through my sentence in prison that I decided today was the day that I was going to take my life open. I was so convinced that I didn't want to live anymore. I wanted to bang my head against the wall so hard. And I actually got the courage. I was ready to bang my head against the wall. I was ready to do it. I saw something on the wall. A very thin answer right And it said Ask, and you shall be given. Seek and you no shall find. Knock and the no door shall be open. I broke down in tears on my knees when I saw this. I saw it as a sign that God gave me That I have a purpose on this earth. So I took that sign and I ran with it. I started asking. I started seeking. I started knocking. I started building a relationship with God. It was... At first it was fights. That turned into debates. That turned into a relationship. That then turned into a friendship. But I want to tell you why I was so mad at God. The beginning. I was so mad at him because I lost my mother to cancer at the age of 14 years old. And I couldn't understand a man that I used to pray to and believe in. And, and have all my faith and hope would take something so precious away from me at a very young age. So that's why I just wanted to bridge that gap for you to understand why I didn't have a relationship with God. So when I was in prison and I broke down in tears when I saw that sign, that sign was from God directly to me. So that is essentially what took me from an iris youth to a man with a purpose and a vision and a strong faith in God. And now it is my duty to be the man that I needed when I was in iris a lot of people ask me if there's a lot of uh, pressure that come with uh, being a man that, that came from a bad background to being an influencer and a mentor and, uh, and an advocate for the youth. Um, I'll be honest with you, I am who I am, I don't put an act for anybody, so if you don't like the way I am and the way I operate or the man I am or who, who I'm going to be, then that's completely to has nothing to do with myself. So no, there is no pressure. There is no pressure always, you know, to trying to act like everything's perfect. No, because life is not perfect. And we understand that. But we also need to understand that even though life is not perfect, we still need to lift our heads up high and keep walking through it to reach to our end Favorite quote. Favorite quote? If you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you will be successful. And favorite Bible verse. Favorite Bible verse. I already mentioned the last. And you shall be given. All there. Knock and the door Okay. Oh, Three things you would do on a rainy day. Three things I do on a rainy day: dance in the rain, swim in the rain, and then read a book on the porch. What kind of book? It would have to be either thinking grow rich or self-development. And. If you have a favorite book... My favorite book is actually, hands down, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Highly recommend it. It will change your life forever. Any hidden talent? Any hidden talent. I love to sing in the shower. I don't know if it's a talent, (laughs) but I love to sing in the shower. (laughs) What kind of music? What's your favorite genre? Um, I love... Music is the the healing to my soul. You name it. Whether it's country, R&B, Hip-Hop, Rock, I love music, it's literally the healing to my soul. What about Egyptian music? Oh yeah, yeah. Shake Shack show. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite musician or, you know, singers? I have, a, I have a, a very favorite rapper, you might not know of him, because he splits truth and the government and the radio likes him right away, but search up B.O.B. B.O.B. Favorite movie? Favorite movie, like... Favorite childhood memory? Favorite childhood memory? Oh, this is too easy. Um, My mother took us all to Egypt when I was 10 years old and it was the best vacation of my life. Favorite country? Egypt. (laughs) Uh, Favorite food? Pizza. Thank you. You're welcome. that there was a void in our community and that inspired to dream of us filling that void. I want to tell you what that void is and I want to tell you why there's that void. So we have a, long, a young, lot of young kids these days either growing up in a single parent house or growing up without any parents or growing up with parents that neglect them or just growing up in an environment that they're surrounded with that's not the greatest. So what do these kids tend to do? They tend to get themselves in trouble. And what is that void? The void is that mentor. That void is that reason of voice, it's that person to reassure them, to confirm for them that the life they're heading down is not the right life, it's not the life they want to live. It's also to reassure them that the peer pressure around them, they don't have to fall into. And I also want to reassure them that their past does not determine their future. And so even if they made a mistake last week, even if it's going gonna, it's gonna to break them, it's okay. You still have your whole life ahead of you. You need to embrace your thoughts, embrace your mistakes. And grow through them. I always say grow and not grow through them because you always need to grow through your trials and tribulations. So there's a big void here in our community as well as abroad internationally. A void for, I want to say, in particularly male youth. Male youth. They're misguided, and um, a lot of time, a lot of them fall into pressure. So I just want to be that mentor and that boy that pulls their hand before it's too late. Or even if it is too late, I'm still guiding them. I'm still walking by their side until the end result. At the end of the day, all we're trying to do is make a change in our world, the youth are our future, and without our youth, we have our no future.